0: Lessons in Attachment is the podcast where I am talking openly and honestly about some of the key challenges so many of us face in love, dating and relationships, especially when we relate to having an anxious and or avoidant attachment style. I'm going to give you five great tips if you relate to having an anxious attachment. So welcome back to Lessons in Attachment. I am Carly-Ann. I'm a somatic attachment coach, helping people to move from insecure to secure, also taking into account your happiness and your well-being. And I really believe that you deserve a healthy love in your lifetime. So like I said, I want to give you some tips for... Anxious attachment. So, with anxious attachment, you know, the real fear to the point where it can be like intense distress and panic and upset, a fear around being left, abandoned. Really, if you feel like there's some kind of threat to your relationship, uh, the situation with the person that you're attracted to at the moment then it can be hugely distressing. So I'm just going to give you a few pointers that might help you with this. The first I would say is, and I can actually let me, (laughs) I'm giving this tip, and I will say that I haven't done this, um, but I haven't needed to. Possibly did I ever do it in the past? I'm not sure. I haven't needed to, but I've definitely recommended many of my clients do it. And that is to turn off the blue ticks on your phone. You know, you don't have to do that if you're not checking, but if you're someone who's checking and your mood is dependent on whether or not that tick has gone blue and you've had a reply and how long since it's been blue or whatever, um, then turn it off. You might think that's terrible. I won't know if they've read it. How will I cope? But just experiment a day with them off, just see how you get on. Or next time you're dating someone, just see if it helps a bit. Because you might find that them going blue, and then um, not hearing from them, that it really intensifies. And it's actually okay that it's blue and then you don't hear from them, because people just have different texting styles, right? So there's no need to read into it. And of course, for the situations where you're reading into it correctly, and this person is leaving you on blue. For hours at a time, not really, you know, just crumbs basically. Um, then well, it's just going to make you feel rubbish, isn't it? So the next is try not to have a set time in your head that you need to hear by uh, from this person by. So what I mean by that is you might find that you think, okay, I've got it. They're going to finish work at six. I need. They'll probably hear from them by eight. And then if you haven't heard from them by eight, you start to get anxious and lose your mind. Because just anything can happen. They can be on the phone to someone else. They might be procrastinating themselves and scrolling on social media. They might have decided to stop um, and see a friend. Just anything. Try not to have this set time that you must hear from someone by. I do get it if this is your partner and that can be like quite worrying if there's this breakout of routines. So perhaps that would be a little bit different if there is this routine and you know how your partner works and you know what they would usually let you know. But, you know, if you're in those dating stages, then I think and even with your partner, there's times where that's going to happen as well, for sure. But, you know, I just get that I get that some of you are warriors as well. So but try not to have a set time in your head anyway. When the anxiety is too much and you are really struggling with not knowing when you're going to see this person next, I would say a good tip is to ask if you can see them again or when they're free. Now, that might sound like, what? and sound like I'm too much and I'm crazy and that I'm into them and put them off, I would say like, no, it's quite a secure thing to do. Like just ask them when they're free next. And I am talking about if the anxiety has got too much, if you're not functioning at home and you're losing yourself, I think the alternative of asking when they're free is worth it. The next is to give yourself 15 minutes of mindfulness a day. You need to be working on, this is the one that will help you to move towards secure. And so will asking them actually that third point is actually they will we'll help you <laughs> move towards secure. Um when the yeah give yourself 15 minutes of mindfulness a day. I do this with the members inside the attachment recovery gym. I encourage each of my clients to do this and I do this as well. I can't really get my head around how we can be moving towards secure attachment and we have no kind of mindfulness or regular practice like that every single day. And I really mean it. And I don't mind, mean to say every single day because I know that that sounds like a lot. But, you know, the reality is we need to be going inwards. We need to be forming a relationship with ourselves and the present moment and connecting with the present moment rather than always living in our heads. And mindfulness is great for that. So a mindfulness, present moment activity, at least 15 minutes a day. I say 15 minutes because you might struggle with longer than that. Being in the moment, being with yourself can be really difficult. You might need to start at five minutes a day. But inside the Attachment Recovery Gym, we have a class six days a week, um, most of the time six days a week, where we have a mindfulness practice, we have certain questions that we answer, we go inwards, we meditate. I change it up each day with the exception of the diary um, that has the same questions to help you reflect On your triggers and the day ahead, and things like that. So, you can always check that out, and you can either join me live. Most of the people will watch it on replay because obviously it's different time zones. And the fifth tip is to get help. We know with anxious attachment that you need help, we know all of the pros and the benefits of being there with someone that can help you, that can listen that can support you to feel secure, not just to teach you the skills. There's so much more to it than that in terms of the space that they support, the trust that you build. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that being a friend and certainly I wouldn't recommend it being a partner. I think it's something that we really have to take responsibility. So certainly get help. Ideally, you know, if you can have one-to-one group coaching, but the attachment recovery gym, the whole reason I've made that is to create a space that is accessible um, for people. It's much, much lower price than therapy, coaching, all of that. So, you know, you can check all of this out, try to incorporate all of these tips that I talk about. I'm trying to incorporate in my containers as well, trying to share them in these spaces for those of you that, that can't or won't join the containers but yeah I'll put all of the details in the description if you have not followed me yet on Instagram then go ahead and do that that's Carly.an underscore and I will speak to you again very soon